on this beautiful morning in this beautiful church that has been decorated so beautifully for the season of Easter. We come together to celebrate divine mercy. We come to celebrate how good our God is to us in giving us his only begotten son who goes to the cross, suffers and dies for our sins and then on the third day is raised up to new and everlasting life. We give thanks to the Lord for the blessings that he bestows upon us in giving us hope of everlasting life for ourselves and for our loved ones. An encounter with the risen Lord Jesus makes all the difference in the world. An encounter with the risen Lord Jesus makes all the difference in the world. This is true for the apostles who found themselves on that first Easter huddled behind locked doors in fear. And yet because of their experience of the risen Lord over the next 40 days and because of the gift of the Holy Spirit poured out upon them on Pentecost, 50 days later they found themselves out in the streets proclaiming that Jesus Christ who was crucified and, was, and died and was buried, now lives. And that through his name and through faith in him, you might have life and life to the full. This encounter with the risen Lord was so important for St. Thomas. Through the risen Lord, St. Thomas would go from one who doubted to one who would die for his faith, having first taken the gospel all the way to India, where he is honored as the patron saint of the subcontinent. Thomas, who was not there on that first Easter evening, but then a week later on the Sunday after Easter, our Lord would appear in the upper room again and this time he would look at Thomas and he'd say, all right, you, come over here. Put your finger into my wounds. Put your hand into my side. Do not persist in your unbelief, but believe. And St. Thomas fell to his knees and proclaimed, my Lord and my God. The encounter with the risen Lord made all the difference in the world to him. So too, does an encounter with the risen Lord make all the difference in the world to those who came into the church a week ago, those who at the Easter vigil were baptized or were received into the full communion of the church. This past Thursday, Father Meyer and I had the privilege of having dinner with those who had just come into the church. And what a beautiful and wonderful thing it was to hear them tell of their journey. A journey that for some of them had taken many, many years. 
until they were ready to start inquiring, start asking the questions that would lead them to the moment of entering the church. Some talked about the formation that they had received, the presentations that they had heard every Thursday evening throughout the year during the RCIA sessions. And they talked about how important that was to them to learn about the Catholic faith. These presentations helped many to understand the errors that had been put upon the, the, the church by non-believers, that, that the church was ascribed with being teaching erroneously and how these errors were undone in their midst as they went to these classes. They spoke very highly of the importance of learning about the content of the faith, and that indeed is very, very important. But they also said that it wasn't just head knowledge that got to them. It wasn't like they had somehow figured out how to solve a puzzle with pencil and paper, but that it was a matter of the heart and how they had come to love the Lord more deeply, more personally, by taking time to study and to pray and to prepare to enter the church. They had encountered the risen Lord in the Easter sacraments. They had met the Lord in the waters of baptism. They had experienced the Lord as they were welcomed into his church. What a beautiful evening that was to hear those testimonies. During these 50 days of Easter, we each have the opportunity to consider how we experience the presence of the risen Lord through the sacraments of the church, each of the sacraments to be sure, but in particular the sacrament of penance and the sacrament of the Holy Eucharist. The sacrament of penance that our Lord institutes. The gospel tells how the Lord breathed the Holy Spirit upon the apostles and gave to them and their successors the power to forgive sins, the power that had heretofore been reserved to God alone. Now that power would reside within the apostles and their successors so that we might have full advantage of the Lord's divine mercy. Over the last 40 days of Lent, many have made a good confession, some after just a few weeks, some after several months, some after a number of years. But what a good experience that was, for through that sacrament, one encounters the risen Lord, forgiving sin and bestowing the grace that helps us to do better. Almost every Catholic goes into the confessional with a few butterflies in the stomach, a few nerves, burdened by sin, embarrassed by sin, ashamed of sin. 
We go into the confessional burdened, but after a few minutes we leave as light as a feather, having the weight of our sins taken away and having grace restored. We encounter the risen Lord through that sacrament. We experience the Lord who always is there to forgive and bestow his divine mercy upon us. In the same way, we experience the risen Lord through the sacrament of the Holy Eucharist, the sacrament that he institutes so that we might always be close to him, the sacrament that he institutes so that we might experience through the miracle of the Mass his living presence. The priest calls down the Holy Spirit upon the gifts of bread and wine. The priest extends his hands over the gifts. The Holy Spirit descends upon ordinary unleavened bread and common table wine worth in and of themselves but a few pennies. But they are quickly changed into gifts more precious than silver or gold by the power of the Holy Spirit and by the words of our Lord spoken over those gifts. This is my body. This is my blood. Do this in memory of me. The encounter of our Lord with St. Thomas brings to mind for many of us a little pious practice that many of us were taught early in life of what to have on our mind at that glorious moment when the priest holds up the host that has been changed into the Lord's body, that moment when the priest holds up the chalice filled with the wine that has been changed into the Lord's precious blood. Many of us were taught at an early age that at, that, at those moments we were to say the words of St. Thomas, my Lord and my God, that we were to say those words quietly to ourselves as a way of reminding us that indeed in the Holy Eucharist we are in the presence of the risen Lord. We are in the presence of our God. And that moment when the priest holds up the sacred host so that we might see, don't we wish that that moment could go on and on. Don't we wish that Father would hold the host up for a few minutes more, maybe even 10 or 15 minutes or long? Poor Father's arms would get so tired. But we have that experience. We have that opportunity in the practice of adoration of the Blessed Sacrament. We have the opportunity for an extension of that moment, a contemplative extension of the Holy Mass. When we can go to our Adoration Chapel at, on this campus 24-7, day and night, we can go 
and we can experience that moment again, that moment of gazing upon the Lord, and to extend as well that moment of receiving Holy Communion, that moment that we look forward to, but it is all too brief, isn't it? It only takes a few seconds. How we wish that that moment could be extended, and it is. When we extend what we have experienced through the sense of taste in Holy Communion, we extend that moment through the sense of sight when we gaze upon the Blessed Sacrament in the Monstrance. And we have time to pour out our hearts before the Lord and also to allow the Lord to minister to us to fill our hearts once again with the wonder of his presence, that we might rest in him, that we might remain in him and abide in him. An encounter with the risen Lord makes all the difference in the world for the apostles, for St. Thomas, for those who have entered the church and for each and every one of us through the sacraments. May we never be far from the sacraments. May we have an encounter with the risen Lord, if possible, each and every day. Daily Mass, when possible, a visit to the Blessed Sacrament, in our churches that are open throughout the day, a visit to the Adoration Chapel, accessible 24-7. May we never be far from the risen Lord Jesus, for Jesus binds himself to the sacraments. He promises us that through the sacraments, especially the sacrament of the Holy Eucharist, his divine mercy is accessible, for it is through the sacraments that our Lord keeps his solemn promise, I am with you always, even to the end of the age.